2: Manny McCusker, um, orthopaedic surgeon from still practising from uh, in from Mount Gambier, uh, Richard Wilson Croft, the Muff Man, Dick, <laughs> uh, Susan Stanley, who is now being elevated by the doc to uh, maybe an AO status, a AC status, anything that starts with A or O. We want after her initials. Ultimately. The lot, the full governor, <laughs> <and> Stanley, <Standard, laughs> Gov- That's right. Jesus. Ultimately, ultimately. And uh, you mentioned um, it's all subjective about um, who gets nominated in that, and didn't you, or someone? Yeah,
3: I mean, it's it's a it's a very uh, subjective
2: thing, which uh, drew my go- attention. And good luck to them. I don't know why I'm mentioning this person because this is probably what she wants. Which, uh, if you're talking about a slow news day, I, know, I notice a person who I've spoken about before called Abby Chatsworth. Ch- chat, uh, Chatfield. Abby yes. Chatfield. She, uh, she went to Bunnings. Uh, how would this make the news? She went to Bunnings dressed in a uh, skimpy, she had pants half her upper ass and an ill fitting top. She looked like a two bit hooker. Uh, <laughs> she looked like a two bit hooker. Uh, went to Bunnings. Only three bits. <laughs> uh, went to 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 Bunnings, and they said she even bought a sausage at the sausage sizzle. I, I, uh, how
3: I've would just, the, how would that make the news? I, I've, I've just been shown a picture. She looks like a charming
2: girl. Um, well, I, I didn't say she wasn't a, charming. Said lovely. She looks girl. like
3: the sort of girl I would normally see at Bunnings, actually. Yeah,
2: I, I, I do doc. You would never see anyone like that at Bunnings ever, with their pants half up their arse and their breasts hanging out. You would never see anyone. Oh, I didn't see people from the go front. there to tradey to buy sycophlex and nails yeah. and, and and kitchenware. She
3: might have just been trying on a pair of dungarees, you know. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. why is there a photographer following her around? Is she that famous yeah, I mean, that she has somebody that. constantly following
1: her? Well, yeah, or she hired a photographer?
0: Oh, no, they? Well, they usually do, they either do that or someone's post- posted it on their Instagram and then the news take it off. The Instagram yeah, post.
1: That could be true too soon.
2: And well, buying a sausage. And, 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 and so if Bunnings are doing that, that would put people off going to Buzzings if you saw Abby wandering up and down the aisle. Maybe fans
1: of women's um, netball might, 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 might like it.
2: Mm. So, so, so I don't know. I mean, that, that is people, this is like giving golf courses ratings, I see.
3: I was going to bring up golf courses.
2: Were you, were yeah,
3: dog? it's a new year. What would it take you? You're a Christian man. You are brought up in a Christian household. What would it take you to extend the hand of friendship to Daniel Andrews and say, look, come and have a round of golf with me. I know we've had our differences in the past. It's a new year. I know you're out of a job. That would be an interesting golf round, bit. wouldn't it, for you and Dan Andrews to go around you know, chewing the web and having a few slashes at it. <laughs> Now, that's, that's actually got you thinking. No. An I,
2: impossibility? I'll tell you what, Doc. Uh, I'll meet you halfway. I, I don't want to be controversial. No, shut up. I, I'll <laughs> meet you halfway. If I was down at playing at my golf course and uh, there was a group of three and they said, someone rang up in the clubhouse and said, Do you mind if another person joins you, uh, you know, to make up a four? And Daniel Andrews arrived, I would gladly, not gladly, I would absolutely you play see, golf with him. I knew you were a Christian man. No, I'd You're play a- golf with him. What, if you <laughs> wander down and say, no, fuck off, mate, I don't want to play with you, uh, <laughs> even though you have a difference of opinion? Of I, course. People could it's say good. that about me. If I wandered good down idea. and <laughs> there were three people and I turned up, someone could say, oh, geez, I don't want to play with you. I would play golf with Dan Andrews. I wouldn't ring him up and say, do you want to have a game? But if uh, the situation presented itself where i was standing there and he turned up at the tee um, how how petty would it be play yeah. on. how
3: petty would it be to just but refuse to in, play but in 18 round 18 holes you'd actually engage with him wouldn't you
2: i wouldn't think so probably not no i'd ask him what his score was oh keep an is. eye on him see that <laughs> he didn't diddle the books <laughs> uh uh, because uh, that's, the what ball? He, that's what he did. How he ran the state yeah, So he might would uh, so make, sure make sure that I kept an eye on his score. But uh, other than that, no, had, had lifted the ball. Yeah. So, so I can give you an example. A friend of two, a friend of mine said he was down at Kingston Heath, or was it Metropolitan? It was Metropolitan, and there was three of them on the tee. And that this was true. This was back in the, was it the fifties? Might have been the sixties, and. um they said this exact thing happened, they said, the clubhouse rang up and they said, look, you're about to hit it off, the three of you, do you mind if someone joins you? And they said, oh, They're just three of them want to have a game on their own. They said, oh, all right, send him over. And the bloke walked over and um, uh, they were there and he said, the bloke walked over, the Pro drove the, but him down the cart, and he said, "Got out," and he said, "G'day," he said, "My name's Bob Hope," <laughs> um, he said, and uh, he said, and, uh, and the blokes nearly dropped. They said. So Bob yeah, Bob Hope was driven out. The blacks said, oh, no, we're pretty right. He said, oh, no, you'll enjoy playing with this man. They said, oh, all right, send him over. So he got out of the case and said, I'm Bob Hope. Yeah. And they what's, had a fantastic yeah. round of golf with him. Yeah. Right.
3: What's, his, what's his numbers like? Is he good enough to play with us? Yeah, that's Bob all Hope. that stuff. They oh. just
2: didn't really
1: want to play with him. They didn't <coughs> know it was Bob that Hope. would have been when Bob Hope shot a film in Melbourne, actually. I think he did. That's he? right. Yeah, that it would, would have, have been, been that time. Yeah,
3: it would have been. Or, uh, God, they played with Bob Hope. That
2: yeah, would have been a laugh. and they didn't. Yeah, they said it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so that's. Uh, I'm not sure that we would uh, we would equate uh, Dan Andrews with Bob Hope, but um, <laughs> uh, the principle was the same. If uh, the club pro drove out Dan Andrews <laughs> and I was about to tee off and. Uh, so right, mate. There you Have are. Been, hey, yeah. Now
3: I'm sure Dan listens to this podcast. I'm sure he does, and <laughs> I'm sure he's waiting <laughs> for the phone call saying, "Look, come on down," no, because I, you'd get him into any t- any uh, golf uh, course I, I,
2: in the place, couldn't you? Which, where he's not welcome at the moment. No, I'd be lucky to get myself into any is, golf course if I not right? get him in. Uh, but uh, no, that's just hypothetically that I would absolutely... Uh, bring I him mean, over How to petty would that be not to play Bring him over to Mount Gambier. We'll get him into
3: a golf mm-hmm. course
2: over there, both of you. Uh, so we, we have a... Uh, we, I, uh, this is a conspiracy theory and uh, it's gathering momentum.
0: What about the rating on golfs? You can do the ratings.
2: Oh, it it, is. that's right. This is how we Thank you, Suzanne. This is uh, Suzanne, her name is. is not Susan. Suzanne. Suzanne, OAM. Yeah, SMS. I Suzanne Michelle the Stanley, respect. SMS. OAM. SMS.
0: Shut up.
2: We got <laughs> chastised. <laughs> I, I got the shit kicked out of me. Someone said, why do you keep calling her OAM? I said, well, respect. I need to piss you off. Um, it's respect. That's all. Respect. Uh, so it's golf course ratings. So yeah. the National Golf Club, which I'm a member of, it has three courses. It actually has four courses, but three of them are on the one property. And they are all rated in the top 30 courses in Australia. Uh, how, who, how would you quantify that? How can you rate a golf course... Uh, who who decides that a golf course oh is God. better than another one it is so subjective and there's probably money changes hands the architect who's designed it has a a, a cache or a cadre a cadre a cadre of people who back him and uh, or them and say yes, our course—it's all graft and corruption—and uh, if you can just say our courses are in the top three hundred or the top twenty or the top ten, we'll get more jobs as golf architects. And uh, what? Who cares if your course isn't rated in the top one hundred or the top? Who says the number one course in the world is what? And who cares? St
3: Andrews, probably not.
2: Uh, well, well, no—that that's a very fair point, Doc. If you're gonna say uh, any course is, I'm a
3: file for golf, but I would know. If think you're not.
2: going to say that any course should be regarded number one in the world, it's where it started, mm-hmm. mm. and that's St Andrews, and it's just a paddock that's laid out in a common, up and down it is. It's just no, they make no, pay no attention to the fairways. The you've, gri- you've played St same. No, record. I haven't. All right,
3: no. but you wouldn't. You probably don't I'll rate it.
2: No, I'd love to play Would it. You? Just for the sake. Cause it's, and they say it is no better. It's just like a dog track. But it's a, a severe test of golf. I've only
3: played golf twice in my life and both times I turned up with the three clubs that you have to have. A putter, a sand wedge and one other stick, which it was a seven iron. And the person who was playing with me said, what are you doing? I said, I want to, I want to master one club at a time. That was my excuse. I think even you. So be why horrified. did you have the other
2: two with you then? <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: hoping to get to the green sometime.
2: Uh, so, uh, so, so those, that—that's how we got on to subjective nonsense about golf courses and uh, people going to Bunnings dressed scantily clad and buying sausages. And how could you say that would be an advertisement for Bunnings I, if I it do. Was.
3: I know you're about to move on to one other subject, but no. I'd, like, I'd like to ask you the. The piece of advice the two great men in your life was one your father who not only gave your life but saved your life when you were pissing blood and fainting yes uh, that was the that's a good story but the other one was uh, Polly Graham Farmer, yes who was a, just a great man a, an, Ab- an Aboriginal man Aboriginal you know man. And, and one of the people who you in your life rate highly as turning you not only into a, a good human being and a good footballer. But there was one piece of advice he gave you once when you just had your jaw broken and you were yes. lying in the middle, curled up in that little circle and, you know, holding your jaw. What was the advice that Graham came over and gave to you as a young footballer?
2: You're working beautifully, Doc. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, the, 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 all those stories, the, the two that you've asked me to re, regale or retell, are true. This is true. This is a true story. This yes. is a beautiful story, oh, this. Oh, dear. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is absolutely true. This is uh, my first encounters of the rigours and Susan traumas. Susan OAM's heard this. The first I've heard en- this. encounters of the rigours and traumas of football. Mm-hmm. I was partnering the great Graham Farmer out at Princess Park in about my third game, about the third game of the year in 1964. And um, to cut a very long story short, I broke your jaw. Uh, uh, I went up for a centre bounce, and uh, Polly Farmer's opponent of the day was a bloke called um, Maurice Sankey. And uh, Maurice Sankey took his ire, at, ire out on me because Farmer was dominant, just even in the early stages of the game, and he rounded me and broke my jaw. He knocked me out. And Mm. I remember lying in the middle of the ground. This is about four minutes the game had been going. Lying in the middle of the ground, thinking how neatly I fitted in the circle, I was knocked out. And um, Geelong had already kicked a goal in the opening 10 seconds of the game, and the boundary umpires had brought the back ball back to bounce it again, and they couldn't bounce it because I'm lying in the circle. (laughs) And uh, Graham Farmer, who I uh, knew well and was a great man, but um, just once uh, the game was on it was all business, and I remember lying there delirious, and the first time he actually spoke to me uh, that day, uh, because he was an insular man and he liked to keep to himself before the game started. I remember lying up looking at him with his big crew-cutted Aboriginal head looking down at me and I said to him, I think in a delirious voice, I said, Hello, Polly, hello. And he said, John. I was called John in those days. He said, John, we're on a roll and you're holding things up. Could you fuck off? (laughs) And the... uh, Trainers who uh, <laughs> they gained heart at this, and they picked me up like a wheelbarrow and took me down to the forward pocket and propped me up. And every time they propped me up, I fell over and they propped me up again. And I played um, for two minutes that game. They took me off with severe concussion. So that's the first time Polly ever spoke to me. Talk about um, uh, never turning your back on anyone that threatened you after that. And that was uh, that was his attitude. Get out of the way where the team is bigger <laughs> than the individual, and uh, off you go. And um, but he was my great inspiration in life, grandfather. Indigenous won a man, isn't it? You no, know, amazing. That you, you,
3: you, thats why people who would suggest that you uh, are uh, a was racist, I wasn't going to use that word. You're not. Well, You're not, I because the the two people that you hold dear in your life, your father, who was a wonderful fellow, I know a lot of your students, and and uh, Poly Farmer. How could you possibly be a racist when you hold that? Racism
2: man? is about hate. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who of us hate people from other countries? Unless, uh, None of course, uh, you might hate the uh, attitude of some countries, but uh, uh, there's no-one that you would meet on a daily basis, no matter where they're from, that you mm-hmm. hate.
1: No, I think it's a big lie, isn't it, that you know, we say Australia is so racist. That's something the ABC, who we mentioned Systemically before... Systemically racist. Systemic racism. Uh, this is all cultural Marxist... Uh, it's like a clique of kind of uh, you know, yeah. university professors yeah. who believe this Marxist rubbish and uh, you know, push it onto uh, Australians through
3: the ABC and the SBS. It's such a waste of energy, right? Hate. Such a waste of energy.
2: Mm-hmm. So if you decry-, decry, degrade or defile someone, think you're superior than them or try and dominate them, you are a racist. Who, who of us tries to do that in any way at all? It's just so many... It's just activism... By minority groups trying to push an agenda that is a financial benefit to them. And the, that is itself. As long right. as
1: there's a division, uh, they're in business. And that they are kind of racist in their own way of looking at things because they're constantly seeing everything in the terms of race. You know what I mean? So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this person is oppressed. There's a lot of black people who don't feel uh, oppressed. No, I no. feel fine. I feel free. You know, I'm Australian, blah, blah, blah. You know, but they're like, no, no, you're oppressed. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like somehow perversely racist itself, all this identity politics stuff of the left.
3: But you want to get onto land tax. Uh,
2: well, I mentioned that people are thinking of. Uh Planting olive groves uh, on the cliff at Portsea to escape the land tax, and you said uh, you would like to. Uh, you had some theory about land tax, did you? I do. We'll go ahead. I Doc. would
3: like, we, we all have children, and we'd all like our children to be in their own house, and their own cave. And I think one of the real problems, and I'm talking from a South Australian perspective here, is stamp duty. We need when kids, when the young kids who are buying their first house go along to a house auction, the we need to make the market very unlevel. People say you have to have a level playing field. No, no, no. You have to have a very unlevel playing field. And the way to do that is to for first home buyers and this could apply in Victoria, I don't know your sister. Be- but if we got rid of stamp duty for the first home buyer, the young people want to get but, into the house. We do, and we and you, you you've got to give them about a hundred to one hundred and forty thousand dollars head start over the person who's there just as an investor. But mm. We do have that. Uh, do you have that? Will? You you,
2: you you if you're a first home buyer and your house is not worth more than seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, maybe it's not quite that high. Uh, you you can. You do not have to pay. St- Is that right? Stamp duty.
3: Well, you're you're ahead of the game then, because I, I think and surely that must be helping young kids get into their first house. Yeah, but hang
0: on a minute. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, you know, I didn't have that advantage that of giving ago. out. well, it was long enough away ago, and I was paying twenty one percent rollover bills. So 21 percent back and, in the day was pretty and, high. And they were bad times. They were very bad times, but we, we don't all want did. Them again. But what we did in our era was more save money. You look at the the kids of today and they can't get their deposit because their spend rate on whether it be subscriptions or they've all got mobile phones, they've all got massive... How many TVs have we got in our houses? Uh, Whereas they're not saving... And so mm. we're actually then giving away stamp duty and things like that. But So how much? How far do we go by giving these people everything? But I by mean, the I end of the day, saving is the key, and that's what kids of today haven't been taught. Obviously we're overtaxed,
1: you know, and, and, and over you know, things like stamp duty and all this stuff on houses. But, like, I mean, the, the cost of houses has changed. You know, I mean, my parents, I grew up in the hood, lower Templestowe, and uh, their original house was like 20 or 30 grand that they bought which is now, actually we saw it on the market recently, which is now I think worth about
3: $1.5 million. I mean, that's, that's a lot in, you know... Yeah. See, see, I think that figure of 750000 has to be put up to about a million now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the sort of house you're looking for is 750000 uh, certainly in South Australia, and I don't know about Melbourne, Victoria.
0: It's all relevant, though.
1: Many mm. millennials... Uh, The younger generations are kind of priced out of the house market, at least until a bit later on in life. I mean, maybe if their parents uh, are leaving them a house there.
0: Well, how many jobs? I was working three or four jobs as a kid just to even save money. And Mm -hmm. they're the things we used to do. But, uh, you know, it's a different era. I get that. And it's a different world that we live in. But how far do we bend to give them the advantages of it? I mean, I don't have super. I I chose not to have a super as a business owner. I bought property. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm being penalised with land tax. I mean, it's, I think it's well, ten, ta- ten times the amount. It's gone up in one year. Ten times the amount.
3: So you've put your super into property. Correct. Which is wise. Absolutely. But then they're coming after you. Correct, yeah. And so
0: where do, where do you sit, you know?
3: Yeah, it's a matter of keeping ahead of them. Mm. You know, I, I believe in paying tax, but I, I, I do believe in uh, reasonable tax. Oh, I
0: pay my taxes, absolutely. Yeah. but I,
3: uh, I, that's what makes the world go round. Mm. paying taxes. But then giving other well, people free. you don't
2: free. have a choice, though, Doc. Mm. No, if you no, don't you pay don't. your tax that's worse than murder if you don't pay your tax you go to jail <laughs> so you don't have a choice you've got to pay your tax yes so it's not you're not being noble but I don't think it's as terrible you know what they do I'm do just with sleeping our tax well, well at money.
3: night eh? I'm just sleeping well at night yeah but
2: you, but you have an obligation to mm. minimise your tax but not avoid it no mm. you're no, a fool that's right. if you don't try and minimise it mm. that's what Donald Trump said <laughs>
3: yeah that's right you were talking earlier about a non-story about the Bunnings thing, a, yep. a classical non-story. I think you personally have been the uh, target of a lot of non-stories throughout your career.
2: Here, here, doc.
3: And yeah. I can remember once twenty-six <laughs> years ago now. I've got a bad, a good memory, sadly, uh, and you are going to regret this. Um, the I remember you turning up to a pro-am event in Adelaide playing tennis, and you had just turned fifty and I presented you with a cake to celebrate your 50th birthday. <laughs> and my word, was he grumpy that day, I'll tell you. And, yeah, anyway, uh, it may be the fact that I brought up a fact that uh, a headline <coughs> uh, had just recently put out in the press that Sam Newman had rear-ended a young lady in his car. Now, that's, that was uh, taken a whole variety of ways. In fact, you had had a collision in your car when you had run into her but the press made an absolute meal of that, and I thought, that is that is unfortunate and uh, unsavory, but we used it anyway, didn't we?
2: We did because uh, we didn't have clickbait in those days. I can just refer you to a just a more recent incident. A more, what's that? that us?
3: That's a guest arriving. I believe Damo's arrived. Oh, good.
2: <laughs> I can refer you when um, uh, the, the, the salacious headline came out that Sue Stanley and I were going out together. <laughs> um, uh, that's that's uh, that. Uh, how would that make the headlines? Why
3: well, is that anyone's business? Even if, even if it was Well, true. I suppose
2: if you're in the public eye, it's, it's the public's, you know, now, you, your public...
3: I, I, I tend to cut down my reading of... Uh, see, I'd never read anything about Lady Diana. <laughs> Uh, you know, about who she was going out with or or whatever. And mm. I've I've actually read nothing about the the stuff going on in Canberra between uh, mm. whoever. Yeah, well, these remember. days
1: you see about half the news stories are essentially clickbait. They're like, the celebrity's doing this, the celebrity's doing that. I mean, you know, some of the celebrity stories, you, you think, well, that might be justified or that is interesting. But at, at least half of them are like, why is this even a story? You know what I mean? Like, it's just...
3: Mm. Yeah, I, I mean the the press is full of non stories, and and it's it's a sad thing that they have to fill, they, they, they fill their pages with rubbish.
2: Do you think there's any veracity in this, both of you? Australian companies are manipulating our weather, they say. The CSIRO, yeah. maybe Brett Sutton, who left the um, health department and went to work for the CSIRO, maybe he's part of the CSIRO. They say silver iodine crystals are uh, clouding making rain to uh, f- to promote the agenda of climate change and change the weather uh, to to um, back the nonsense that goes on about climate change and global warming
3: show us the uh, show us the proof show us the facts so uh, we we you know it's it, go back to well, the they
2: science. do cloud they do uh, promote mm. rain by clouding... Cloud seeding. Cloud how,
3: cloud how much has this gone in? Well, you know, is there there's, there's any been many accusations
2: that after
1: many floods of late that there has been, you know, kind of active geoengineering, geo weather kind of, um, you know, activities gone on. But then some of these programs are secret, you know what I mean? Like, you can't actually find out, you know, um, mm. you know because it's the government probably doesn't want you to know, you know.
3: That'll take a lot of air miles and a lot of aeroplanes and a lot of product to exceed that much cloud, to produce that much change in your weather. But I'm happy to always look at the the evidence. Mm-hmm. The, what's the science-based evidence for it? But well, at the moment, no, I don't... Well, have how about
2: there. this for science-based evidence? Um, uh, now, the COVID jab. Uh, they have uh, found out that the adverse events are significantly higher than every other vaccine combined. Uh, mm. This is about... Uh, this is the ongoing saga of the COVID... Vaccine, and I'll just tell you this: mm. This is uh, who, this who is, put that out. Uh, well, it's a very good point. Uh, uh, the, uh, um, the vigilant. Mm-hmm. I don't know the. Uh, well, top I mean, obviously there are events of the year that you never heard from the mainstream media. Yep. One, the vaccine events, adverse events, including stroke. Vaccine cannot effectively control COVID, Fauci said after resigning. Uh, g- Gold Standard review finds evidence of masking uncertain repeated vaccine vaccination weakens the immune system. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's ha- uh, mm-hmm. I mean it uh, seems to me researchers be- found that the uh, fragments including controversial SV40 genes previously undisclosed to the public compensated people injured mm-hmm. by the gov- government vaccines uh, that's they've compensated people injured mm-hmm. it goes on and on about mm-hmm what those vaccines did and how bogus they all were. See, I and you weren't allowed to mention it or you got exactly. registered or debarred exactly. or considered a conspiracy theorist and were put off... Twitter or X or anyone else
3: that
1: had a vested interest. I mean, that was what the weird thing was, is that normally when you have a new medical procedure, if there is a possibility that something is wrong with it, normally, like, it's on 60 Minutes, right? There's a 60 Minutes report. Oh, hang on a minute. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but it's like all our media didn't cover it at all, even though there was constant proof that at least in in some groups of people, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but there had been vaccine injuries, you know?
3: See, I'd be going back to people like Peter Doherty, and asking his institute what is the relevance or the veracity of this, uh, and I think you've got to go back to the scientists. Um, uh, to and we've got some. Well, let's trust the science.
2: Scientists. Yes, that, but that's right. Yeah, but doc, you've got two con- conflicting opinions. Most of them lie. Yep. Uh, that's um, the problem uh, they've been bought. Yeah, at the most sides though like, mm-hmm. how do you ever find out what is the real well, do, truth because everyone has a vested <laughs> interest well, you, like you like only with climate do anything science. in life unless you've got a vested interest it's like
1: with climate, climate scientists like, obviously if you know, there are scientists who, who, who kind of basically support the climate narrative it's because they're well paid to do so if it's part of your research, and I'm going to say, well, he's $2 million or $5 million, whatever, if you say global warming is real, of course you're going to come back with those results because, you know, I mean, it's kind of human nature to go where the funding is.
3: Um, well, no, I would go back to see Peter Doherty and the Doherty Institute and say, what is the, what's the truth here or not? And, and I'd back you. And, and also, you've got some fantastic microbiologists here in Melbourne uh, who have been always speaking the truth and they, they, won't, they won't support stuff that doesn't have, uh, uh, you know, evidence uh, behind it. Uh, so I'd, I'd go back and talk to your microbiologist. I'm not a microbiologist, so I can't talk with any th- theory or any uh, we,
2: authority on mate, that. Mate, we give our opinions on things we have known nothing about, mate. We just we do that on a continual basis. I've never been to the moon, but I know it's there. We can speak ad, 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 ad nauseum about the moon. We've never been there.
3: I, I believe I believe the Earth is not flat. I agree, but I can't I prove it to you.
2: I, I don't believe if you yeah, go yeah, far okay. enough. Of course, you can prove it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you get that is flat. Hey, a... that is something
1: can... that's strange, isn't it? the flat Earth theory. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all up for a good conspiracy theory, but when I see that floating around online, it's like, hang on a minute.
2: You, you look up but in the sky; the, the, the moon is no, round, the sun is round. You look in a telescope. You know, don't don't bring this down to speaking like children. T- The earth is flat. But uh, it's easy to prove, Doc. What's the horizon? If you stand on a a bit of land, what's the horizon? 12 miles? After 12 miles it dips over the... So that tells you the earth's not flat.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't believe the earth is flat either. Don't you? No, but there's a lot of people who do believe the earth is flat. No, there's
2: no-one who believes that.
3: No, there there isn't well, a flat is who a who would believe this? No, we, we could probably find it. There's not many, but there is a flatter society.
2: No, no, but I know that. But, but that's just that that yes, is right. a euphemism yes, for she. being a fuckwit. So yeah. 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 seriously, so when you see the globe up there, just glowing in the space, uh, who says who says? No one seriously would say there's a, the Earth's flat. It's you my opinion that. that it's disinformation,
1: right, deliberate, put out probably by someone like CIA, who then people who just will believe well, any conspiracy theory Well, it's theory the same will, will, will
3: thing. Who believes that we can have 100% renewable energy? I mean, there's a lot of people who believe that. And no,
2: no, that's it, crazy. Oh, what, what, what's, that, what's renewable energy mean? Uh, well, wind, it wind and solar. Wind and solar. And that's it? There's no other form no, of wind, energy. No, there's, there is wind, solar and um, tides. You oh, tides. What do you call it? Yeah, wave.
3: Yeah, we had a wave producer in South Australia. That, as they towed into position, it sank. We no, haven't built a second one.
2: No, but tides like that rush in and out of a yeah. gorge, and that, and you yeah. just harness the. But the, the, there, there is that? no harnessing Fucking, of energy. I don't know. That's I don't know Yeah, but it's like tidal energy, I think. Yeah, yeah. tides, tidal energy. Yeah.
3: But there's there's very very few places in the world where the, any yeah. substantial amount of energy. I think The so problem
1: with this technology is it's just not up to scratch yet. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. one day it will be, but like, and it's certainly not can't compete with uh, uh, cheap, arena, um, you know, and
3: well, coal, coal and, gas. I coal mean, you and know, gas. and mean, uh, that's you know. that's where you're going to get your cheap energy. And the fact that but there's those or three hundred new.
1: St- coal st- power stations being built in in China and we're not allowed to have one more i mean it's ridiculous
3: yeah and those people who believe and I don't I would never dissuade anything anyone from believing this those who believe that we've got to not have uh, produced carbon dioxide there's only two three ways you can uh, produce energy wind solar and nuclear and mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. and uh, the 19 nations in the world uh, in the G20 use nuclear and we don't and we're not even allowed to take out our uranium and value add to it and turn it into yellow cake and, and fuel rods. I mean, this is absolute madness. We should be allowed to at least do that, even if the government won't let us use nuclear power. I mean, there's, these are the things that I, I think we need to keep harping at. But next at the next election, there's going to be a real choice federally between the mob who want to have wind and solar and nothing else and batteries, which don't... Work. work, and 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 uh, the other mob who want to have wind, solar and nuclear, and in other words, a whole spread, rather like the United Arab Emirates, who are awash with oil and gas, who are a sunny place, who are a windy place, and they have four third generation nuclear reactors, uh, 9.8 million, and why are we so much smarter than the Arabs? Well, we're not, I'll tell you that, we're not, you know, it, it's, these are the things that I think are worth uh, harping on at.
2: Now, finally, before our guest, um, we speak to our guest. Finally, have you got an opinion now, Doc? I, we, I'm sure you don't have any skin in the game. I'm sure you don't either, uh, Richard. So you might might be aware that Israel and Palestine are belting the living suitcase out of one another. Uh, Hamas are over there, and Hezbollah and Iran and mm-hmm. Syria. Uh, have you got an opinion about uh, what is going on over there? This is my, my very, uh, very basic theory is that uh, as I understand it, that the uh, United Nations gave Israel a parcel of some land in 1948 and said this is Israel and you can settle there. And uh, But for some infractions, Israel have been encroaching on land and they've had to give it back and basically, but this has been going on. That's the problem. Uh, So that's right, so so that's the problem. Uh, So then they were invaded um, on October the 7th by a brutal attack by Hamas. Killed... Uh,
3: Killed twelve hundred. Yes. People. Yep.
2: So then That's the uh, then the uh, Israeli uh, defense forces got the brace and bits and decided we'll just obliterate the whole of the tunnel infrastructure there, and on it goes. And I watch a lot of uh, overseas news: uh, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and Al Jazeera. And if you watch Al Jazeera, uh, they. They, because they are biased, and that's fair enough. Everyone's biased in their news coverage. Mm. They say that um, Palestinian men and women and children are being slaughtered, and they're mm-hmm. bombing the Israelis are borrowing the hospitals because that's, that's where the networks are underground and all that. Uh, where, what is the solution to that? If you if you don't, if the Israelis don't go on with it. Uh, then where does it all end? It, it doesn't end. It just keeps going ad valorem, ad if, valorem. If ad you're
3: asking me to solve something that's been going on for three thousand years, yes, or at least a, a hundred years, yes, um, I would say the one and only. If I was Israeli, uh, I would say the one thing that I would want to get back with the IDF, the in, in Israeli Defense Force, is the hundred and thirty-four hostages that they now have. I'd, 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 I'd keep doing what they're doing until those 134 were back. Not Mm -hmm. for the elimination of Hamas. I know that they want the elimination of Hamas. That is not going to happen. I would just want to get that 134 Mm -hmm. hostages back and then get them back Mm -hmm. and then say, right, that's it, withdraw the forces. Mm -hmm. Now, if you continue to fire rockets and uh, make war with us by firing rockets over, we'll be back. I mean, there's a large amount of the Gaza Strip is, is just a, a rubble. A rubble, yeah. It's probably 20% of it is just rubble, and they're just grinding through it. But my only thing as an Israeli would be to get the 134 back. No. I think what's happening there is a total tragedy.
2: Yes, so the only way you'd get the hostages back is to get Deep your coming. tanks and trucks and just Correct. drive them back and say, oh, we've withdrawn – now give us our hostages back, and they'll say, "Well, we want to go. No, um, we want to guarantee that you won't mm-hmm. come again and all that?" And, and if they do, they'll just grab some more. Hostages. It'll go on and on. Yeah, they yeah. won't give them back. And you have got to look
3: at like you know Israel. they won't give them back. No, not not by withdrawing and saying, "Now give us back." Well, it, I mean, well itself, how will they give them back? By doing what they're doing. Until they give them back, Israel itself oh, I see.
1: funds Hamas. Has funded Hamas. Um, who, who? You know, it funded their enemy, the one that attacked them. I mean, this is you know they have probably the most um, really? powerful military on the planet. You no, um, said Israel, didn't he? Israel, Israel has funded has, Hamas. Has funded yeah. Hamas. Yeah, look it up. And um, you know, so really, yeah, they have. You know, okay. and um, you Israel's
2: know. funded Hamas. Yes, really, it has. Yeah. I, I've. I well, I'll just explain that. It's, it's like
1: Obama helped create ISIS, right? It's just that kind of situation. You know what I mean? which is also true, um, you know, so you basically you fund your enemy to basically attack you. So then that justifies your war crimes. That's
3: right. hard to believe. Well, there that, you go. It's the theory. That's out there, there Dick. I like that. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's, geez, a, that's, a, that's a bit of a natural
1: thing. But anyway, how you really think people are flying around in parachutes. You know what I mean? You think if they were training for that inside Gaza, the Israel Defence Force wouldn't have seen it? How the hell did they... Pull that off. With, you know, and then basically, the, if you look into this, Tucker Carlson spoke about it recently. Basically, the Israeli military stood down for about eight hours. I mean, they got basically tactical helicopters. You know, uh,
3: they could have taken these things out of the sky in I'm, like two I'm minutes. Not, I'm not sure Israel wanted... It 12, was like a kind of... hundred people killed in a... No, no, I think they
1: did, mate. I think they did. Yeah. Because then they wanted to basically commit genocide in Gaza, which is what they're now doing.
2: Uh, so, so just to c- clarify, you said... The only way they'd get the hostages back, Israel, is to keep bombing and keeping going.
3: Or we'll stay in in Gaza looking for them. Basically, that's what they're doing. They're they want to liquidate the ghetto. They're looking for them.
2: It's like the Warsaw ghetto, except it's full of Palestinians,
1: and
3: they're liquidating it. <laughs> uh, but my yeah. primary concern, Israeli, would be get those hostages back. That would be it. End of story.
2: Well, well, if they keep, they're never going to get them back if they no. keep attacking. If the more. Israeli Israel Defense Force keep going. They're not going to give them back, are they?
3: I, I don't know if they're ever going to get them back.
2: That's right. Sadly. They're going to be a casualty of war. They'll be collateral An damage. unintended consequence.
3: There's already five of them dead. I so, think so, so, it's Israel so sad. Will,
2: will keep going and that they will basically...
1: Uh, what they're hoping, I think, to do is to kick the Palestinians out of Gaza altogether and to make them refugees and that they then go to Western countries um, like America, um, Europe, England and Australia where, where we now have the problem.
3: Well,
2: there you are. Well, all right. Well, that's it now. Uh, so we're going to uh, come back with our guest, uh, Dick. That's what we're going to do, and you're going to stay here. What? Mm. What?
3: Yeah, no, no. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting our guest.
2: How's How's Rex going? Oh, I now. Well done, Suzanne Stanley. I um, Rex is, is, is home and he's um, lucid. And he's a bit subdued. There's I was Rex. speaking Rex Hunt. Sorry, oh uh, sorry, Rex Hunt, okay. and I did ask uh, his great uh, friend and um, uh, chaperone of occasions, uh, John Loco, ex-mayor of Brighton, who's a very good man looking after him. And I said, now if. People are always interested in how Rex is going. I said if, you'd, if you think he'd like to come in here and have a chat to us and he's uh, uh, comfortable with that. So any time that uh, Rex would like to come in and have a chat because he's um, settled down and he's got the right meds, I think, people would like to hear him. And so we keep that invitation open because um, I get asked a lot, how um, is Rex going?
3: And the final question I'd leave with you is, is Don Scott... Australia's answer to Tommy Lee Jones. When you put those up beside each other and you look at them, my goodness, apart from the accent, they're a spinning image of each other. I don't know
0: if TLJ's got a personality, hasn't he? Uh,
3: who?
2: Tommy Lee Jones.
3: Yes. Oh, no, I think, Men in he's, he's, I think he's Rex. I think he... I think, sorry, I think he's Don. I think in the he, looks when you or... Oh, look when you, uh, the looks, looks, look-alikes. when you look, when you see them riding a horse, when you do that. <laughs> I reckon he could be a, uh, his double.
2: If you ever look at the original RoboCop uh, before he had the back of his skull uh, replaced by a metal uh, insert, uh, he, uh, Don looks like RoboCop. I and dropped in to see Paul Rex. Sorry, Peter Don. Yeah, how was he?
0: But he wasn't home. He was. He was out showing out a female companion around the Mornington Peninsula.
3: <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, Donald being down. Uh, in MacAmbia this coming Easter and jumping the horses.
2: Well, do you think that'll ever happen? I think um, it will. Do you? He's got yeah.
0: to get his truck ready, though.
3: Yeah, he, I think he needs a
2: new truck, actually. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? He won't
3: bring his truck up certain hills there because it boils. <laughs> but uh, to like Dart, <laughs> the Dartmoor Hill.
2: How, how much would a new Pantechner can be to carry horses around that he sleeps in? it would cost a fortune.
3: I know, yeah.
2: But he, Why don't you up. fund him, Doc? I'll, I'll pass uh, the hat This around. is how you met Doc, Don. He, he stopped his technique in your driveway and stole all your hay until you came down well, and not, said... It's not you. So I this
3: he, he, he commissioned it. He, he said he, he was very John West about it. You know, he said, look, I'll have that one, not those two, and that one and that one, and uh, maybe those three over there. Just load them up, and that's it. But
2: he, was, he had his horses grazing in your paddock. He
3: taught me a lot about horses. He taught me... He's a horse whisperer whisperer. He knows how to communicate with horses. Uh, he hasn't taught me to ride one of them yet, but he certainly taught me how to speak to them.
2: Really? At yeah, the times I've been with him, he's been pretty rough on the speaking to him. They, I get on better with them.
3: Oh, I, you know, I, I'm sort of the good cop, and he's the bad cop with them.
2: Uh, Doc, he, you first met Don when he stopped his truck with the horses in it, and he let them out to graze on your property without asking you. Isn't that right?
3: You know that property because I've actually driven you past uh, Brian B Galloway where Brian B Galloway is buried, who used to write to you in the footy show. And you remember that day I was driving yes, up the driveway, and I said, "By the way,
0: it's a simple yes, yes or no answer." I'm going to yes have, no I'm I'm have, have one <laughs> yes, more yes. crack at this, crazy, Con. Yes. he was
2: the pilfering. Yes. He was pilfering your hay and silage in one of your paddocks when you wandered down with in your consent. Rolls Royce and said, "What the hell are you doing?" And he said, "I'm feeding my horses." He said, "That's fine. How about asking in the first place?"
3: With consent, you know. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> what? With consent. You, you, Absolutely, you, you, with my consent.
2: Well, after a while, yeah, I was yeah, straight
3: away, actually, straight away. Was that when I realised it was the great Don Scott?
2: Is that just immediately behind the vineyard that you have there that makes that Barney McCusker wine that you gave me? Ooh. Don't you? Haven't you got a vineyard? I don't have a vineyard. Oh, don't you? But I do. What well, was have the a lot wine, of wine you gave me one day?
3: Oh, I I know all the wine uh, the winemakers up in the Warring. Oh, I don't see. drink wine, but I accumulate a lot of wine. And that's why I gave you some. Oh, us
2: see. Oh. Well, there we are. <laughs> we'll <laughs> we we'll add
3: that to this. that be. there.
2: Righto, well that's it and we're we're coming back so that's it.